People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. And a good Monday morning to you. The holiday travel rush is here and it is off to a rough start. Yeah, in fact, one jam-packed flight rocked by extreme turbulence. While tens of millions brace for a powerful winter storm, it is December 19th. This is today. Breaking overnight, more than 30 passengers hurt after severe turbulence hits a flight bound for Hawaii. Nearly a dozen hospitalized. My life flashed before my eyes. I was scared. We'll take you inside the mid-flight scare. Bundle up. Dangerously cold temperatures on the way for much of the country just days before Christmas. And right behind them, a massive winter storm set to slow travel from coast to coast. We'll have your full holiday week forecast. Final report, the January 6th committee meeting for the last time today, expected to recommend criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. A live report from Capitol Hill just ahead. State of emergency, El Paso, Texas, taking drastic new measures to deal with a surge in border crossings. Shelters there overwhelmed migrants now sleeping on the streets with fears the end of a key federal policy could make the situation even worse. We're live at the border. Grand Tour, an inside look at a New York City landmark's $11 billion underground expansion. Certainly the temple of mass transit in the United States. We built a whole new railroad terminal right underneath. We'll take you behind the scenes. Those stories plus the World Cup. Two of soccer's very best putting on a show with Argentina finally winning in a dramatic shootout. The man behind that epic and emotional call, the great Andres Cantor, joins us live as we celebrate what's already being called the greatest final of all time. Today, Monday, December 19th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. So happy to see you. We're, we're glad you're with us on the Monday morning. Uh, Savannah is off this morning. That match oh. was epic. It was like one for the ages. Hoda Kotb, never, <laughs> never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like right? it. We got home from church. It was halftime. It was 2-0. Yeah. You thought it we was thought, over. We like everyone else. And then, obviously, we know how it played out, but Andres Cantor might have been the most excited person. Well, and we'll speak to him. He is actually from Argentina. Yeah. We've got a lot to cover. We'll get to that in just a second. But we are going to begin with the holiday travel rush. It's already underway. More than 113 million Americans are expected to be on the move this week. And it comes with some extreme weather concerns, a major winter storm ramping up over the next few days, along with a blast of frigid air that's going to send temperatures plummeting across much of the country. Meantime, guys, there was a major scare in the air overnight. A number of passengers were seriously hurt after a flight from Phoenix to Honolulu hit some severe turbulence. One of the people knocked unconscious. We've got it all covered. We're going to start with NBC's Maggie Vespa. Maggie, good morning. 
Hey, how to Craig? Good morning. Yeah, very scary moments for everyone on board that flight. 36 people injured, 11 of them seriously. This as, as you said, and as you can see, a potentially record-setting stretch of holiday travel with that backdrop of a threat of winter weather all gets underway. Everybody was panicked. There was panic. Terrifying moments in the sky Sunday after a Hawaiian Airlines flight headed from Phoenix to Honolulu hit severe turbulence, sending passengers and crew flying out of their seats, causing significant but so far not life-threatening injuries. People were hitting their heads in the ceilings and I was grabbing the seat in front of me, the top of it to hang on even though I had my seatbelt on. FAA officials say the Airbus A330 was carrying 278 passengers and 10 crew members. Roughly 30 minutes before landing, it hit an unstable and unexpected patch of air. Passengers describing it as the most turbulent flight they'd ever taken. Like it, the plane shook and then like it went into a sudden drop. Kind of like how you would go into a drop on a roller coaster. A mass casualty emergency was triggered, sending dozens of firefighters and paramedics to the scene. The hospitalized patients, including a 14-month-old baby, suffered head injuries, cuts, bruises, and nausea. Airline officials say the fastened seatbelt sign was on at the time of the incident and that flying at an altitude of 36,000 feet, air pockets do happen, but cases like this are rare. No, there was no warning of, of th this particular patch of air at that altitude was uh, was in any way dangerous. It, it caught everybody by surprise. The incident comes as nearly 113 million Americans, or one-third of the entire U.S. population, will travel roughly an hour or more this week to celebrate the holidays with loved ones, a post-pandemic record. Over 7 million will fly, but the vast majority of Americans, over 100 million, say they're planning to hit the roads. A travel rush in the midst of heavy winter weather with more on the way. And for those wondering, we always talk about peak travel days. This holiday season, there doesn't really seem to be one. We've asked around and different airlines have basically tapped different days with Delta naming December 22nd, 23rd and 27th as their anticipated peak travel day. United actually naming January 2nd as its likely peak day. So safe to say you're likely to see long lines and packed airports throughout this entire holiday stretch. Hoda? Maggie, we do a lot of live shots at 7.06 and they never look like the one behind you. It is definitely a packed house. Yeah. Th thank you, Maggie. Uh, let us get our first look now at your travel week forecast and that storm that we mentioned that's threatening to bring snow, rain, high winds to tens of millions. Samara Theodore from Weekend Today and our NBC station WRC in Washington in for Al this morning. Samara, good morning. Good morning. So the weather story is really twofold. We're starting off with the frigid air. Take a look right now. So the, tomorrow morning in Kansas City coming in at 19 degrees. Billings, can we check on our friends in Billings? 28 degrees below zero on Thursday. And it doesn't just stop there. No, 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 no. This cold air then surges to the East Coast Friday morning. If you're planning on doing some last-minute shopping, make sure you're bundling up the kids if they're going to be tagging along. Temperatures Friday morning in Dallas, 10 degrees. Now let's talk about this storm system. It starts in the upper Midwest. We get this snow moving in. It's moving through the Rockies. This is Wednesday night. If you're planning on traveling in that area Wednesday night, keep that in mind. And then it digs deep south. We're talking a wintry mix as far south as Memphis, Tennessee by 7 p.m. on Thursday. As far as the East Coast, 
7 p.m. on Thursday. It's starting as rain. But look what happens as we head into Friday. On the back end of the system, we could actually see that snow make its way up the I-95 corridor into the northeast. So we are looking at some major travel impacts on Thursday and Friday. If folks are traveling along the east coast on Thursday and Friday, I would highly recommend uh, maybe hitting the road as early as Wednesday, Thursday morning. Wow. Okay. Okay. Good advice, Samar. Thank you so much. Uh, Turning now to the January 6th committee meeting publicly for the final time today. Following an 18-month investigation, uh, NBC News has learned the panel plans to recommend criminal prosecution of former President Trump on several counts related to the attack on Capitol Hill. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haig joins us now with the very latest. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Yeah, nearly two years after the attack on the Capitol itself, today will be the committee's final public opportunity to make their case about who they believe should be held responsible. And the committee intends to tell the country and the Department of Justice that it is Donald Trump who they believe should be held accountable and they believe he should be criminally charged. The first ever such referral for a former president. The January 6th committee will vote today to recommend federal criminal charges against former President Donald Trump for his role in inciting the attack on the Capitol. The committee will make a final public presentation this afternoon, where they'll vote to adopt the report they've spent 18 months compiling and plan to announce referrals to the Justice Department for crimes including obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and inciting an insurrection. This is someone who uh, tried to interfere with a joint session, uh, even inciting a mob to attack the Capitol. Um, If that's not criminal, then, then I don't know what is. Committee members huddling over the weekend to finalize their plans, including referring members of Congress who defied subpoenas to the House Ethics Committee. We've been very, very careful in crafting these recommendations and tethering them to the facts that we've uncovered. The referrals to the Department of Justice, where special counsel Jack Smith now oversees an ongoing investigation into Mr. Trump's conduct around the attack on the Capitol, will carry no legal weight, but historical significance as the conclusion of the committee's work. Since its formation a year and a half ago, the committee of seven Democrats and two Republicans has conducted more than 1,200 interviews, sifted through hundreds of thousands of documents, and issued more than 100 subpoenas, including one to the former president, who did not respond. The committee has long argued Mr. Trump's attempts to overturn the election results. We fight like hell, and if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore and his directing of a mob of supporters at the Capitol on January 6th amounted to an attempted coup. Mr. Trump on social media on Sunday attacking the committee as, quote, corrupt cowards who hate our country. Well, Garrett, uh, Trump's already well on the way with his race for 2024. Any word on how this may impact his candidacy? Well, it absolutely could have a major impact. We expect to hear from the former president about these referrals later today. And that's not all. A different House committee is set to vote later this week to perhaps release Donald Trump's tax returns to the public. Then this committee releases its full report on Wednesday. Hoda, it amounts to a blizzard of bad news for a campaign that has not yet held a public event since its announcement more than a month ago and is already seeing its support slip among Republicans in public polling. All right, Garrett Hick for us there at Capitol Hill. Garrett, thank you. Of course, NBC News will bring you special live coverage of today's hearing. It starts at 1 o'clock Eastern on many of these stations. It'll also be streaming on NBC News now. We turn now to the crisis at our nation's southern border with an ongoing surge in crossings and migrants sleeping on the streets amid freezing temperatures. The mayor of El Paso, Texas, has now declared a state of emergency there and 
It comes as days before a federal order used to expel migrants during the pandemic is set to expire. NBC's Guad Venegas is on the Mexican side of the border. He is just across from El Paso. Guad, good morning to you. What's the scene like there? Craig, good morning. Well, this latest search began last week when a large group of migrants arrived here on buses, more than a thousand at once. They lined up here for days as more arrived and were processed into the United States. As you mentioned, we now know that local authorities in El Paso have been overwhelmed and they say they just can't handle it anymore. This morning, major concerns over the new surge of illegal crossings at the U.S.-Mexico border just days before the lifting of Title 42. If the courts do not intervene uh, and, and put a halt to the removal of Title 42, it's going to be total chaos. The COVID-era public health policy, known as Title 42, allows the federal government to quickly expel migrants and deny asylum at the ports of entry, now set to expire Wednesday and Friday, a federal court blocking an effort by GOP officials in 19 states to keep the policy in place. Republicans expected to bring the case to the Supreme Court. In El Paso, Texas, shelters are overwhelmed, leaving migrants sleeping in the streets. We see a lot of families out here. Um, we see that it's the temperature's cold. And um, I guess it gets to a point where, where they could become desperate. So they spent the night here. He says it was really cold last night, and uh, they're getting free food, waters. Overnight, the city's international airport serving as a campsite for many. Mayor Oscar Leeser declaring a state of emergency over the weekend. We know that the influx on Wednesday will be incredible. It will be huge. Senator Joe Manchin urging President Biden to extend Title 42 by executive order unless Congress is able to pass emergency legislation. We need an extension until we can get a viable answer for this. Right now, this is unattainable. This is wrong. Uh, local Juarez police officers told me it is so cold right now. By the way, it's about 31 degrees. It is so cold that a lot of the migrants that were waiting here the last few days were forced to go into the city and find shelter. It's also unknown with the news of Title 42 expected to be lifted. It is unknown how many thousands of migrants throughout Mexico are making their way to the border at the moment, Craig. Guad Venegas for us there in Mexico. Guad, thank you. All right, we got a lot more to get to, including that thrilling end to the World Cup, many calling it the greatest final ever. So Argentina and superstar Lionel Messi emerging victorious, overcoming a dramatic comeback by France. They needed extra time to do it and a shootout. This morning, the party is still going strong in Argentina. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald was right there in Doha for us. What a match, Megan. Uh, Hoda, I know. Good morning to you. This has got to be the best game that we have ever seen. I mean, Argentina and Lionel Messi getting what they came to Doha for, a World Cup title, and the only thing missing from Messi's storied career. It's already being called the greatest World Cup final in history. Argentina clinching the cup for the first time in 36 years after the team dominated the first half with two goals. The first, a penalty kick by superstar Lionel Messi. France seemingly out of the match until the second half. Their star player, Kylian Mbappe, keeping the dream alive with back-to-back -back goals. Argentina answering back with a third goal in extra time. But Mbappe single-handedly carrying the French on his shoulders with a hat-trick. It was enough to send the game to penalty kicks. In the end, Argentina pulling it off. An emotional victory called by iconic announcer Andres Cantor. 
Argentinian fans erupting with joy, filling the streets from Buenos Aires to the U.S. and here in Doha. How are you feeling about this win? Oh! Our dreams come true. Seriously, we can't believe it. I cried. Happy tears, sad tears, and then happy tears again. This is absolutely a win for Messi because he's a goat. Messi, one of the greatest to ever play the game, says it's his last cup. His coach saying they'll save a spot for him in 2026 just in case. But whatever happens, this was a win for the ages and a fairy tale ending for the great Lionel Messi. Now, the fans here in Doha painted the city blue and white for Argentina. There was a victory parade leaving the stadium last night ahead of Argentina's flight back to Argentina. Guys, you can only imagine the excitement they are going to see when they step foot in Argentina. Oh. Back to you. Yeah. There'll be mobs, mobs waiting. Megan, that was great. Great reporting, too. Okay, we're going to focus more on that amazing call, that winning goal by Telemundo's Andres Cantor. He's a native of Buenos Aires. He could not hold back his emotions. He declared Argentina is the world champion. Take a look. challenge you not to cry during that. Uh, we are so delighted. We've got Andres Cantor with us now. Andres, that moment, I mean, look, the final goals were amazing. Watching you call yeah. it was the cherry on top. Would you take us into what that was like for you? Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you for having me again on your show. Um, it was a roller coaster of emotion. It was the most dominant final in World Cup history for 75 minutes. And then Argentina had two fatidic minutes, or France had the two most brilliant minutes in World Cup history and tied the match uh, without merit. But this is soccer at the end. And then Argentina goes up 3-2 in overtime and France ties it up again. And then they go into penalty kicks. It was just up and down, up and down, and uh, anything could have happened. I was just trying to be... Uh, uh, you know, calm, cool, and collected, <laughs> but I was overwhelmed by emotions when, <laughs> with the last PK, because, uh, you know, me saying Argentina, campeón del mundo, Argentina, champion of the world, was 36 and a half years in the yeah. waiting. Uh, 1986. Wow. Andres, it was so cool uh, seeing Messi get that, that last jewel in his crown as well. And what was also cool, your son was at that match with you. <laughs> Your son on, on Instagram posted, I cried three times today. Once at the final whistle, then when Messi caressed and kissed the trophy, and finally, when I got to go find my dad, there's the video of you and your son embracing. Andres, what is, what's this like for the Argentinian people? Well, my son was born in Miami. Uh, he's uh, a, a U.S. fan. He works in the business. He was pitch side working for my radio company, Football de Primera, and he couldn't find me because I was in Telemundo's presentation studio. Uh, he told me sometime before coming to Qatar that you've seen Argentina win two times and I've seen them lose in every single World Cup that I've gone to since uh, 2006. I want to see them win this time. And I told them, son, this might be it. So he came, he came looking for me yeah. and 
It was just a, a father and son moment, and I get emotional. I'm sorry about it. No. Oh, by the way, that, that's a beautiful moment uh, to see with you with your son, to see Lionel Messi with his children, yeah. to see the players. It was the most beautiful display of emotion uh, we've seen. Uh. Andres, you're amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us today. We're real happy to see you. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, and you, so much. here's the thing that the World Cup in general, there were so many epic matches, uh, so many uh, great storylines. And, and Mbappe will be back. Of course. I mean, he'll be back. But well, the Moroccan team, Team USA, getting I, farther than a lot of folks thought I, they would. I loved watching the Argentinian men just openly yes. bawling. Like, it was the most beautiful thing in the world, holding their sons. Like, this is what a man yes. is right here, yes. right now. I thought it was beautiful. And that is why we love sports. We, we also love weather yes. as well, Sarah. <laughs> we love weather as well. Yeah, I love the weather today. In fact, it's still a good day to get the tree if you're anything like me. I know. There's still some time. Weather's not bad on the West Coast for that. Sunny and cool. Southeast locks of sunshine up and down the I-95 quarter, tracking some heavy rain in the Gulf states. And that's a look at the weather. Back to you both. I think I need to go find a little tree. I hope it's not too late. It's no, not, it's not too, late. too late. Okay. Tomorrow, we're so happy to have you in today. Yes. We're happy you're in the studio with us. Um, still ahead, mounting frustration for families of the four Idaho college students mysteriously murdered six weeks ago. One of their lawyers now questioning the investigation, saying it could be time for a change. We'll have the very latest. Also, the steps that are being taken by retailers to make it easier to return those unwanted holiday gifts. Vicki Wynn says they can come with some hidden costs, though, so we're going to have everything you need to know. But first, this is Today on NBC People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It is 7.30. This is last night's lighting ceremony for the National Menorah in Washington, D.C., marking the first day, first night of Hanukkah. We want to say happy Hanukkah to everybody celebrating, including our very own Yosef. Yes. By the way, Yosef came dressed for the moment. Can we, we've got we a beautiful shot. Got to show the front. It's a T-shirt that looks like a suit. Yes. It's, you're decked out. Oh, Yosef, it's a, oh, looking good. I thought it was good. a sweater. Oh, no. Happy Hanukkah, yes. yes. All right. Sometimes we do wear the gifts that our mother gives us. <laughs> well good done. Uh, meanwhile, with Savannah off, Chanel Jones. Good in a morning. Bit early. Good Monday to good you. Good morning. All right. Let's check on our 730 headlines, guys. After less than two months on the job, Twitter CEO Elon Musk 
might be calling it quits. Musk, he posted a poll on Twitter yesterday asking users if he just should step down as head of the company. Well, 17 million people weighed in. More than 57% of respondents said yes. Musk claimed he would abide by the results of the poll, but it's unclear whether or not he'll actually do that. All right, we're going to move on now to the uh, ongoing search for answers six weeks after that shocking and still unsolved quadruple murder in Idaho. Yeah, and as time goes by, their families are left wondering why there are still so few clues in the case. NBC Steve Patterson joins us now with the very latest. Steve, good morning. Craig, good morning to you. We spoke with the lawyer for one of the victim's families, and they are far from satisfied with the job authorities are doing on this case. The family of Kaylee Gonzalez met with lead investigators one week ago to voice their concerns. Now their attorney is calling for a possible change in leadership. As the hunt for a killer stretches into its sixth week, frustration with the effort is only mounting for at least one of the victim's families. I'm not sure they're capable of handling a quadruple murder. A lawyer for the family of Kaylee Gonzalez, one of the four students killed in this home near the University of Idaho campus, questioning how police have managed the investigation. If they are in over their heads, then acknowledge that and turn the investigation over to someone who's more versed in handling these types of matters. And saying that while the family supports law enforcement, the Moscow police have done a poor job of communicating with the grieving Gonzalez family. A spokesperson for the Moscow Police Department says they are dedicated to supporting and communicating with the families of the victims. With the holidays approaching, police insisting they won't stop searching for clues in the murder of Kaylee Gonzalez, Maddie Mogan, Ethan Chapin, and Zana Kernodal. We will continue to keep up this pace. Kaylee Gonzalez's mother, Christy, speaking to Today last week, urging investigators not to give up. Don't let these kids just be an unsolved murder. You can't hardly breathe. Um knowing that this person is out there. One lead investigators are pursuing a white Hyundai Elantra like this one that they say was in the immediate area of the home around the time of the murders. Campus is largely emptied for winter break, but some who remain are haunted by the murders. Corinne Mordhorst lived across the street from the victims and remembers the day everything changed. Once that happened, it just kind of became a ghost town. Everybody's also like really frustrated and mad that there's no leads. The family's lawyer with a message for the stricken city of Moscow. We would just say keep at it. You know, the community, I believe, will be the ones that solve this case. Well, we certainly hope so. Steve, I mean, as we head into the holidays now, what what does this investigation look like in Moscow? So police say the investigative pace will certainly not slow down no matter what the campus population looks like. With what authorities describe as now a massive amount of digital content to review and teams across the country digging through all of that. Meanwhile, the school says it will boost security when the students return from break back in January. Okay, Steve Patterson for us this morning. Steve, thank you. All right. Coming up, guys, a rather surprising secret behind some of the New York Giants' success this season. Harry Smith takes us inside the game with the team, with what's keeping the team well-fed. Critical. But first, Vicki Wynn is here with a can't-miss guide to your holiday returns. Good morning. The times, they are a-changing. All that shopping means a lot of returns. Some retailers are cracking down, making it a little tougher, a little more costly for you to take back those unwanted items while other retailers want to make it as easy, breezy as possible. I'll have all the ins and outs on this changing returns landscape for you. That's coming up next right here on Today. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older 
like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. We're about oh. 7.39 with our series Today's Smart Shopper. The holiday shopping season got underway earlier than ever this year, and more buying can mean a lot more returns. Yes, NBC's Vicki Wynn is here with everything you need to know. Vicki? All right, so we know that online shopping has changed the way that we buy, but it's also changed the way we take back our purchases. Nearly two-thirds of shoppers are more likely to buy from an online store that offers free returns, but all those take-backs cost big bucks for retailers, especially when you factor in shipping, packaging, restocking fees, and warehouse space. This morning, we're going to show you how you can save time and money dealing with unwanted items. As long as we've been giving gifts, we've been returning them too. The retail return merry-go-round, now at a fever pitch, thanks to the ease of pointing, clicking, and buying. There's one thing I'm passionate about. It's a good deal. Last year, consumers returned $158 billion of merchandise purchased just during the holidays. All of these retailers are trying to find shortcuts, things to keep their costs down so that new cost is not passed down to consumers. Michael Garfield, the high-tech Texan, specializes in technology and consumer lifestyles. He says retailers want to make it easy for you to buy and return so you'll come back. They've got to make it hassle-free because that loyalty is going to be there and that loyalty, it turns into repeat business. But some retailers are trying to curb those costs and may charge a return fee for items sent back. And it can get tricky, so read the fine print. The good news, this year you have more options than ever to send back any unwanted items. For example, Happy Returns, which is owned by PayPal, now has more than 5,000 locations for you to do a return. And they're partnering with more than 200 retailers, including... All birds, and I uh, got these in the wrong size, so I'm going to walk you through how the return works. First, request a return with your order number. All right, here we go. Drop off at a Happy Returns location. Okay, I'm going to click this. A search tool helps you find a return bar near you. There it is. So I have my QR code. It's been emailed to me, so that's all I'm going to need when I show up at the store to return the shoes. So far, the most difficult thing, New York City traffic. So this is Ulta. They don't sell shoes, but they are going to take my return because... They're a happy returns partner, so let's see how it works. I have the QR code right here. Okay, perfect, thank you. She scans my phone, checks the shoes, and bags them up. For your receipt, it's gonna be in your email. Okay. The whole thing took about two okay. minutes. Wow, okay, so it confirmed that I got the return, and I also actually got a $350 off coupon for $15 purchase here at Ulta. And what shoppers want is free and friction-free returns. David Sobey is vice president of Happy Returns by PayPal and says avoiding boxes and printing labels is a gift to the environment. As you see behind me, uh, those are Happy Returns reusable shipping totes. So not only are we reducing the number of shipments because we're aggregating returns, 
We're also eliminating cardboard from the equation. When you break it down, what does it look like if you yeah. have a bad versus a good return experience? Almost 80% of shoppers report that they're less likely to shop again from that retailer if they have a bad return experience. The world's largest retailer, Amazon, also making returns easy. And with Amazon returns, no packaging or label required. You just need the code sent to your phone. Just choose Whole Foods, an Amazon locker, or even a UPS store to drop off your return. You can get your refund back as soon as it's dropped off. The process is seamless, it's simple, and it's very convenient. And Walmart Plus members can now request at-home pickup. That's right, Walmart has expanded its service to come to you to grab the return. No matter who the retailer is, when it comes to returns, always keep your receipts, save your packaging until you're sure it's a keeper, and avoid impulse buying. Try to find retailers that make it easy and do your homework before you check out. Okay, so return of the Mac. Got it. (laughs) The dots are connected. All right, this is a tough one, but try to avoid buying with the intent of returning. There's actually a term for when people buy several colors and sizes just to try them on at home. It's called bracketing. It's very easy and tempting to do with online shopping, but resist the urge because ultimately the cost of those free returns comes back to all of us as consumers. How does that, how does it come Because back? the retailers eventually build it into the cost of the item that they're going to sell to. Raises prices. Oh, yeah, a lot of people prices. are buying. And you've yeah. got something you're working on for tomorrow already, which is like, say goodbye to gifts, physical you're gonna gifts. You're love this. See, you don't have to return this because it's an experience. It's yeah. not a thing. So we're okay. going to take you on these really great travel experiences, uh, including one to Amish country. Where oh, I turn oh, my own that. butter and milk a cow. It's going to be awesome. fun. Yeah. Oh, you did. Well, that was <laughs> fun. did. All right, Vicky, thank you. Can't wait. Let's get another check of the weather at 743 from Samara who's joining us. Hey. Hey, you know, there's cold and then there's dangerous cold. Eight million of our friends are waking up to wind alerts. Uh, We could be looking at feel like temperatures as low as 60 below zero as you head into the Rockies, the upper Midwest, Rapid City and Casper down to Denver out towards Colby and up into buildings. Make sure you're bundling up today through your Friday. And that's the weather. Chanel, Craig, Hoda. All right. right. Thank you, Samara. Still ahead, a Today exclusive from a New York landmark, Tom Costello. He's getting a sneak peek at the new Grand Central Terminal. Hey, Tom. Guys, good morning. I have got something so cool to show you. You do not have to be a New Yorker to recognize this iconic location. It's been in every movie and television show for 100 years, but 100 feet underground, they're dynamiting out a whole new terminal. It is super cool. In the next half hour, we're going to take you inside all of that when we come back. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 